What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a plenty play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Millicent, with my co-host, D. Hey, everybody. And today, this is going to be another super dope episode, I believe. I'm uh, glad we got him on to do this because I, I love what he's doing. I, I, I don't see anybody else doing what he's doing. So I'm like, let's bring him on the show. Let's talk about it. And uh, he, 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 gave, he gave out a lot of good game. His name is Jamil. He's an entrepreneur. He's a smart home engineer. And he's also a licensed a licensed electrician. Damn, my words, my tongue getting twisted. And he's also the owner of he's the owner of Smart Home Solutions. So, welcome to the show, bro. We glad to have you here. Definitely, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sure, <laughs> so I'm glad to be. Here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And uh, the first question we always ask our guests is like, so what was the start to you doing what you're doing right now? What was the start to that? Give us like a little bit of background. All right. So, um, I guess I guess the from long to short, I give you a long range thought, but I kind of yeah. keep it brief. Um, I think my introduction to entrepreneurship and just hands on was with uh, my cousin and one of my uncles when I was younger. One, my cousin had a, they used to do carpet, so they would kick carpet. And one of my uncles, which was really a cousin, but he was older, so you know how it is. Yeah. Um, he had a landscape business. So when I was 9, 10, 11, uh, Saturday mornings, you know, I was out with them first thing in the morning. You know, one day might we might do. You know, five, six yards. We might go kick carpet in a couple houses. Um, I had another family friend that, that he did. He was like a handyman. So he did a little bit of everything, electrical, paint. Uh, and I used to go out with him to make money. And um, I think that's when I first took an interest in not only hands-on work, but, but actually being able to provide for yourself with what you do with your hands. Uh, it's kind of like a two-in-one. And uh, from there, I think I got older. You know, I, I kind of took the... The, I guess the, the society normal route. Uh, I got got into college, to a college, ended up going for a couple of years, but I knew that wasn't going to be it. Um, and then I think I was at a job that had been at for probably about four years, and I was sitting in my cubicle. I, I said this in the interview for uh, Black Tech Pipeline. I was sitting in my cubicle, and I was like, I had reached the ceiling already, and I was like, Nah, this ain't it. I mean, I'm making like thirty thousand. Like you telling me people do this for thirty years, mm-hmm. like. Hey, like right. they hit thirty thousand a year in year four, and that's <laughs> it for the next. You know what I mean? And uh, I knew that wasn't for me, and uh, and and I knew I had to find a way to do it legally, right? You know what I mean, the right way, because there's always a million ways. You know, we come. I'm mm-hmm. sure we got similar backgrounds, so you see every mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, but when you get older and you start to get to your thirties, you realize, eh, I ain't made a million the wrong way yet. <laughs> you know, that's it. That, <laughs> the dress started to hit a little different. Right. You know, you're uh, 30, you know, five years, <laughs> 10 years still being a lot different. You know, you can't. So uh, I think it was this desire to, to to take that same mentality that we may learn in that in that kind of upbringing, but use it, put, put it behind something legal, you know, and, mm-hmm. then, and then put that same hustle and mindset and drive and desire and all that uh, behind something legit. 
So I was researching trades, um, and I'm going to be honest, like, electrical came up because they made the most. Mm-hmm. At the time, like, you know, I got kids. I had kids. Like, it's, I need to make money. So carpentry may be cool, but if they only paying them 35000 a year, I'm not going to leave my job for that. Right. Um, so electrical was the most lucrative, but it was also, it was also the longest apprenticeship. Um, and from what I heard, the toughest. But uh, I ended up signing up. I got in green. Um, meaning I didn't have any prior electrical experience. Um apparently dudes try to get in for, try for years, like years in a row, uh, and don't get in. So I think out of my class, out of 35, 3,600 applicants, I think 165 of us got in the program. Um, you know, and I was one of those 165. So five years of hell, like really, it was. Um, but I think the thing that kept me going was I knew I was going to get it to be able to take it to do something big. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what we keep getting me up at 3.30 in the morning, driving 70 miles there, 70 miles. You know, like I might work five minutes away from my house on a Friday, get transferred, and be an hour and a half away from my house on a Monday. Making that's- the same amount of money, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's life in the union. Um, so it'll push you out. If, you, if your heart really in it, isn't in it and you don't want to do that, you, you'll get out of there quick. Um, so as soon as I graduated, I left. And um, I kind of did it the wrong way you know i didn't have a savings or uh mm. you know a rich uncle or anything <laughs> like that i just kind of i kind of knew that i knew my job was driving me into a, a a severe state of depression uh i could identify that in the moment mm. uh, i knew i wasn't myself and i knew it was my job that was doing it so i didn't care if they was paying me a hundred thousand if i could sleep at night if i you know woke up in the morning and had to fight myself to get out of bed i knew that hundred thousand cost too much Mm-hmm. Um, so I jumped ship after identifying that I jumped ship and uh, I think it's a little over a year ago 11 months ago uh, I'm probably like 13 months now uh, and I think I'm just starting to get in stride with you know really accomplishing some things and knocking off some things that I that I wanted to get done so it's a ride but you know that that brings us to the to the present day in a, in a brief version Man, that's <laughs> That's crazy though. Like that, that's super crazy because people they uh I talk to people all the time and they be like trying to figure out when should they leave their job and I'm like man mm-hmm. I, I'm like it's all personal to me I can't really tell you when but I'm like if if it was me uh, you you want to have you some money saved first but like how you just said you ain't really had no like a, a savings established like that and you still did it so that's like I want to yeah. ask you like what like. You kind of said it, but what, like, what gives you like the courage to do that, to move on that for real? Um. Well, so this is the thing. So, had I been like twenty two, so I had a kid young. My first, my first, my oldest son is eighteen now. So I had my 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 oldest son when I was in high school. So I've never really had the option to just not make something happen. All right. You know, I never really experienced uh, adulthood without the responsibility of you know another child. So. To me, certain, certain stuff has just never been an option. Um, I think when I was going through the apprenticeship, had I not, you know, had the amount of responsibility I had, I probably would have been able to throw away 50, 60. You know, I got classmates that did and got mm-hmm. laid off after graduation and fine. But I think my desire to really do this, everything I made, I invested. So I had $10,000 a month at work and I bought new tools. I bought, you know, a drone because I, I saw drone photography was up and coming. I never really... Mm-hmm. I've never really been good at saving money. I've always been good at making money. And it's always been my thing. If I make enough to where I don't have to think about saving, I'll probably just automatically save. 
<laughs> my, my goal has always been the end game. I know it's something big out there that I'm supposed to be doing. Let me get to that. Uh, and then I won't have to worry about any rest of this stuff. So I think that's that all ties in your courage. When you know, like, I know there's something major that I'm supposed to be doing. I saw it. You know, the vision was put in my head years ago. Um, and that's the vision I carry every day when I wake up and I do this. Or like I tweet, wake up and get right back to it. It may not be the best day. My leg may hurt. My back may hurt. I may, you know, it may be some bills due. I don't know, you know, when we're going to be able to pay. Because it's, it's, the, it's the race of entrepreneurship. So I've seen every point of that mm-hmm. throughout this 13 months. Uh, even even being down to my last. And I'm talking about, I, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this 13 month period, I've been broker. I've hit broker times and I've hit the, the 13 years before that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't, and I walked away from a hundred thousand. So it's not like I didn't have the ability to get it. It was the test. Mm-hmm. Like, what's really important to you? Is this money cool? I'm gonna take all of it from you. Now, still do what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's part of like that's when you get taught a lesson. You have to acknowledge what you want out of life, and then you you're able to like look for the lessons. So. I, my first thing I always tell people: I don't care about money. I care about integrity. I care about business. I want to see my customers happy. So part of my thing, I know I have to make money right. to to live the life I want to. But I think that was one of my bigger tests. Okay, you ready to jump ship? Cool. I'm gonna starve you. Now let me know it's not about the money because all all I'm gonna give you is enough to pay your bills, take care of your kids, and you will have to wait for everything else. Mm. <laughs> you know. So if but if you if you knew that and you and you had that mindset when you when you made the leap. You would be prepared knowing that, like, you wouldn't get nothing put on your plate that you couldn't handle. So whatever's happening, you must be able to handle, you know. And and I think I just kind of, through reading and meditating, I just kind of been able to tune my mind in a way that, you know, nothing kind of really phases me. That's, you know, in yeah. pursuit of what, what I feel like I'm here to do, you know. Yeah, and, that, and that's real, man. That's, like, super real because I – uh. They even goes back to like one of your posts I seen you do talking about how entrepreneurship in like the month of May, your uh like your sales was four hundred dollars compared to June, it was eleven thousand. Just like how crazy the opposites of that is. And I feel like a lot of people a lot of people that's getting into entrepreneurship right now because it's like popular or whatever, I feel like they don't really understand like the shit ain't sweet. And it's gonna be times like that. So do you you mind speaking on that? Uh I, yeah, man, I think you you do this. Like, I'm an entrepreneur because I don't have a choice. It will literally, I'll be in a mental institution if I got to work for somebody else five days a week, 40, you know, 40 hours a week, eight hours a day for the rest of my life. Like, I'd kill me. Smoke me. I'm not, I'm not here for that. He's a smoke. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, for real, that's, that's, this is like, I'm this blunt with myself. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of, like, I just kind of go through life like, oh, okay. Because I, I carry this, I tell you what. So this, this is another thing, too. So in meditation, I was, I was researching this uh, meditation practice, and I think it comes from Tibet, but they, they meditate on death daily, not on the sorrow, but the reality of death, mm. right? So when you when you compare the reality of death against whatever you're facing in that day, like death is, you don't know death. So it's always going to outweigh. So damn, my back hurt. I got to get up. Shit, this is gonna be over one day, or I could die. Like those are your options, right? right. So <laughs> you know, either kill yourself or just go get go through get. what you got to get through and keep going through the next day. Um, so when I was going through that month, that four hundred fifty-eight, it didn't even feel like it. I didn't even know it. 
honestly. Like, I really, I look back in QuickBooks and I was like, damn, I only made <laughs> But um, uh, it's just that you, you align, so you know what you're supposed to be doing. And even if you have a rough month, you know, hey, maybe I was supposed to learn something this month. Maybe I was supposed to do something different. So now I can look back at that and analyze and say, okay, what did I do in, uh, you know, June? Or what did I do in May that I didn't do in June? Or vice versa, because that's a big, you know, a drastic kind of uh, jump. But I will tell you this. June was exactly, I graduated the apprenticeship on June 1st, 2018. So June, the month, the month I, I grossed, my highest growth month was exactly one year after wow. I left my job. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, 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 right. yeah. that's crazy how that should be working. And, and the worst month was month 11. So the 11.5 was the worst. So if I had quit at month 11, 11. Wow. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I was like, oh, damn, I can't do this no more. Let me just go get a job. We got kids and this and that. If I had said that going through that $458 month, I would have never seen the highest yeah, gross I, month. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's And that's real. Like how they I always talk about cliches. I always say like cliches are cliches for a reason. Like they like they got the saying mm-hmm. where they be like, uh, it's like the picture when that dude he fighting to get to the diamonds. Then like if he like he this close, but he turned away from yeah. it. But it's like the other dude he keep right. going and he hit that shit. So it's like it's exactly. like it's the same. It's it's pretty much the same principles for real. And uh, exactly. something else I want to ask you about is uh like for people who don't know they hear this when they and they hear the term smart home. What what is what is a smart home? What is smart home solutions? Right, right, all right. So to me, um. And, and where I started in it, it was commercial automation. So I worked for a control company during my apprenticeship um, for about a year, um, doing mostly HVAC controls and, you know, stuff like that. And then the last two years of my apprenticeship, I worked um, doing data centers out in Virginia. Um, so, you know, with all your cloud storage and hosting, mm-hmm. all those servers. Um, so I was kind of pushed to where I'm at now. Um, I think what the what the consumer market sees in smart homes is Alexa, Google, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Wi-Fi based or Zigbee or, you know, some of these other kind of technologies. Um, and that's cool. Cause that's, cause everything is for everybody. So that is a form of automation. Cause what smart homes are, are really just automation changes, you know, like anything else. So this same technology applies, I'm sure in the IT field and the blockchain and all these other, mm-hmm. um, you know, these, these, these things that are surging right now at the core of all of them is really automation, making right. things easier. Um, so I think that's what a smart home is. If I purchase a house, everything else I buy in, in life does something. If I buy a car, oh, I get in the car, oh, shit, I can put my phone up to the car. The car can tell me when somebody behind me. It can park itself. Like car, a car on paper is a terrible investment. When you think about function. Mm-hmm. A car, one of the best things you, they they put everything in the fucking car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It does for you like no other. But but on paper, you know, it's a liability. But when we buy houses, we spend three hundred, four hundred, five, six hundred thousand dollars on houses, and the only thing that house does for us is exist. We have to maintain it. We got to clean it. We got to change the. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything to help the person that just spent five, six hundred thousand dollars on it. So. Why are we spending five, six hundred thousand dollars houses? Is it is it on? Is it because the cabinets are nice? Because it has granite countertops? Because they might have marble floors? Or, mm-hmm. So we paying we paying for that inside of the house. 
but we're not getting any kind of function. So when I think of automation, I think of uh, if you walk in the house and and it's five o'clock and you just got off work and you do that every day for three weeks, your house should know, hey, maybe I should be able to turn, you know, this heat off, save some energy. And then at 455, let me go ahead and kick back on because I know they come home in fact. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if you wake up in the morning and you got an alarm, why do you have to set 10 alarms on your phone? You should be able to set alarm in your house. And your lights should be able to turn on gradually and your shades raise up and it start pushing heat to the bathroom and your bathroom floors start heating up. If you got granite floors, they don't even heat up. <laughs> you know, they look good. Right. But... but but what if your house knew you was taking a shower at 655 and it started heating your floors up because it was the middle of the winter and they get cold? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's cold. It's, yeah, so to <laughs> me, smart home is is automation. It's giving my home a brain. And I, and I said this when I was on with Nita, and I share this because it's one of my favorite examples to give. Um, and I read somewhere in a book, that basically everything is modeled after the structure and the function of the human being. Like God created human beings so perfect and functional that we've been able to go to ourselves for ideas for however long, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about a house, you got a few things. You got a foundation. You got a framing. So framing is kind of like your skeleton, right? Mm, It's framing your human body. Um, You got windows, eyes that allow you to see, Mm -hmm. right? You know, so you can see into a person's soul. You look right through that window. It's the same concept. It's yep. a window. You got a roof. You got a skull. Yep. You know, something to protect what's inside. You know, you got insulation. That's tissue. You got, you see what I'm saying? You got an HVAC system just like we breathe. You got a, 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 a plumbing system. You know, just like in, with that, that function the same as our human body. But yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, electrical, nervous system. So we've had every aspect and every component of human function in the home except for the brain. That's, that's, the, so, that's crazy. You see, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So this resurgence, so now it's action. I should be able to use the electrical currents, just like the electrical currents flow through your body, you know, that, that controls mm-hmm. the function in your body. I should be able to do that to control functions in my, my house. So if I walk into this room, my house should know I'm in there and play my music automatically through the speakers without having to reach my phone. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's crazy. You still have to yeah. do something. So on, on a lot of the, the, the internet-based stuff, the Wi-Fi-based stuff, I still got to pull my phone out right. to, you know, turn the light on. Well, in our system, as soon as you walk in the room, the lights turn on. Unless, you know, our, our motion sensors and our brightness, they have a brightness sensor built in too. So if you walk in the room and it's daylight because... You know, it's the middle of the day. The lights won't turn, won't turn on, but the shades may open. However, you want to program. Well, it, you know do, it I mean? do all so, that. With, to, it do all that without using Wi Fi. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So it's a, a hardwired system, um, but it's wired as components for just about everything except for the actual lighting products. It is actually one wireless light. It's pretty cool, um, but it's so you got the hardwired portion then you got the wireless portion and it runs off its own like own communication on its own local network mm. you see what i'm saying so everything is in-house you don't have you don't have nobody prime for your business you know you talk about starting a new business and you hop on instagram and then they you know they're telling you everything you need to start it right there the sponsored post like that's that's what they use they using the smart home thing to kind of infiltrate homes to be able to sell people shit. Mm-hmm. 
That's how they're using that technology. And and I think that's that's some BS. And it's more expensive, honestly, to do it that way when they come out with all these new products. And you don't know five years, 10 years, 15 years what that's going to look like. Um, the system we use, the core, the brain of it is a programmable logic controller. It's, it's a PLC. Um, common common technology. Like We studied this literally in our electrical function. Um, so this is trusted technology. So if you ever think, and excuse my accent, you might not be able to say, hear what I'm about to say, a brewery. So, a brewery, right? Uh, it uses the same technology, like anything that you have with a, a, a function chain, you know, um, a bakery, uh, uh, a manufacturing plant. Um, that's all PLC technology. So, it's basically when this happens, do that. You know, if if uh, if it's if it's sunny outside, it's the middle of the day. Raise the shades up. Um, instead of you know turning the lights on, right? You know, yeah, small small technology, but we can carry it to to do almost anything. Anything. You got some? Yeah. So I seen on your website you said um, we're doing like the smart home technology. There's five main functions, and you've already touched mm-hmm. on some. But can you explain like how the security aspect comes into play, and just in detail on like the entertainment aspect? Cool. So security is is the most beautiful thing about, I think, the system, um, because now it makes the house a theft deterrent instead of putting, you know, a little four by six piece of equipment in there that if somebody really wants you, you know, they're going to cut off. They know they got seven minutes. So if you mm-hmm. if you go get ADT and I bust in your house, more than likely I got five to seven minutes to get whatever I can, you if I need to, and get out before the police get there. Mm-hmm. Right. None of your neighbors know what's happening the whole night. Um, and if you have an audible alarm, more than likely, you know, nobody's going to be able to hear it. With our system, we integrate security. Uh, we have dual window contacts in the system, and we can use the music service speakers, and we have an external uh, outdoor audible alarm that will go off, actually outside to inform your neighbors that there's an issue as well. Um, but the beautiful thing is we can use the lights and everything as a deterrent. So now in, in, in one of our smart homes, um, somebody comes in your house when the security is engaged, and now the lights start flashing red. It's, a, it's the audible alarm outside is going off. The speakers are playing an alarm um, with anything you want to say, text to speech. Uh, your video camera's already on, and you can view it all right from your phone. Okay. You know what I mean? So, and, and even if you want us to call, um, if we want to program the system where we call a third, uh, a call center or a third party to send somebody out, you can. Um, and that's possible too, or you could just call the police. I mean, I think more than likely, once your house creates that much of a disturbance, anybody that's gone in, they're going to go right back out. Because now, you know, the block hot now is too much. Yeah. <laughs> too much going on, you know. <laughs> too much right um, now. Yeah, so, so security is a big portion of it because you buy these houses, like I said, you spend 300000 and now you got to call Vivian, you got to call ADT, you gotta, mm. now you got to pay them $50 a month for. You know, you piecemealing it together now, you know, so you got $150 in business bills um, and, and, you know, you just day one in the house, mm. you know, versus we turn you over a fully functional, fully capable home, top to bottom, uh, and you don't have to pay anybody to monitor it. It monitors itself. Uh, entertainment is is cool because we can touch a couple different things on entertainment. So the system uses all old technologies, right, like uh, infrared, um like I was telling you, the PLC inputs, outputs, uh, analog inputs, outputs, digital ones, 
um, and we control every part of the system is is individually addressable. So we basically wire everything up, and then we can tell it what to do through a software program. Um, so on the entertainment side, we have a whole home media system. So we can do, uh, I think, up to 48 zones um, with a couple amplifiers. Everything's built by my one vendor, so I'm getting everything from one vendor. It's not like I'm going to Nest here and Google for this and Amazon for this. Uh, you get the supplies from one vendor. They come to your house, one warranty, uh, and, and it's, it's much more peace of mind that way. But the uh, and, and pardon me because I jump around, right? <laughs> so you know, you know, I got that entrepreneur mind. Like I see something <laughs> and it's like, let me talk about that, and I might stop in the middle of what I'm talking about. So just keep me on track if I if I get too too off. Um, we have a whole home media system, and it's controlled by some of the same triggers. Um, you can set an alarm to play your favorite podcast. Uh, Apple AirPlay is integrated into it. I think Spotify is integrated into it um, natively. Um, you can you can put other stuff, you know, some of the other platforms you can put in there with no problem. Um, but I think those are probably the big two when it comes to streaming. We can set it up so say you're in your bedroom and you start listening to some music, you walk out into the hallway. If you have a hallway speaker, it'll automatically start playing. You go downstairs in the kitchen, kitchen will automatically start playing until you, you know, it'll follow you through the house. Um, using infrared, we can mimic uh, remote control. So if you go downstairs and in your man cave in the basement, you can run it to come on NFL Network Sundays at 12. As soon as you come downstairs, we can turn your lights on, turn into your favorite team's colors, turn the TV on, change the channel, and all you did was open the door. So cool. really what we're doing is we we just trying to make life easier. Yeah. You know, like that, that's the intention behind what, what we're doing uh, with the smart home thing. And I think that's, I think that's everything... Oh, sauna control, pool control. Um, we have a weather station so we can automate uh, events based on weather. So if we hook up to your irrigation system, we'll, you, the system will know if it's rained in the past two days, whether or not to water your grass without you having to do anything. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. <laughs> That's crazy. Your house really got a brain. Anything... I, I'm so excited and I get so excited about it because literally anything I can think of, Dude. I can do with this system. So like when we, when we were in Turks and Caicos and I was pitching to some of the people down there, it's like, hey, well, you have a storm season here. We can automate storm shutters on the outside of the house. So if the weather station senses that the winds creep up in the hurricane levels, they'll automatically close the storm shutters, turn off all the shutoff valves, shut off the electricity, you know, however we set it up and basically storm proof it so without anybody having to intervene. No human intervention. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, crazy. That's, that's crazy for real. Like, that that whole model is, like, super dope to me because this is even something we was talking about recently. We were saying how now, like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to create a business, you have to think, you have to have a mindset where I'm going to make this easier for whoever's going to be on the opposite side using this. Like, mm-hmm. nobody really wants to go through something where it's, like, extremely difficult to deal with, whether it's a service, whether it's an actual product, no matter what it is. If you make it, the simpler you make it, but still in a dope way, I think the better chance you got it for it to be a good thing. And, like, something else I want to... Uh, I seen you mention was you said you, like, looked up smart home stuff on YouTube and you ain't had no competition. So I was like, that's crazy that you, like, you, found, you, you basically... Kind of found the problem with like nobody in that lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on me. <laughs> yeah. if, if I don't have a million dollars next year, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no other. Re- I've seen you know, and, and and that's why the thing is like tapping into you. Like I'm. I think the only reason 
I get the amount of attention I do with this is because this is really me. Like, I'm really up till 2, 3 in the morning studying this stuff, you know, going over jobs, writing out ideas in my head. And I think when you, and the same way with who all, you know, what you're doing, getting engagement, people can tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think if you are really like genuinely you, um, you'll never find anybody in your lane. Facts. Facts. You know what I mean? It's, It's, now, I might be in a real estate lane or in a contracting lane or in this or that, but I take all my unique experiences and I max out on those. And now I create a lane that may include some of those other things, but it's just unique to me. And I think, like, once you, like, when you had that realization and you kind of look around, like I was saying, like, I looked on YouTube and it's nobody, it's plenty of people rehabbing houses on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of developers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people doing. Uh, Alexa and Google and if this then that based my home on, on YouTube but it's nobody doing it's nobody tying everything together right mm-hmm. yeah, nobody. and I started like okay God so this was it this is so this <laughs> was all for okay cool mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's that's it's a good I feel like I feel like we up however many because we able to do we able to dictate right. you know like I I think that you need money to do it but I think at the end of the day all entrepreneurs really just want to be able to, we want that freedom. We want to be able to dictate our own lives. And that's what we really do it for. So it's like when you're at that point where you can dictate, you don't have to have a million dollars to dictate. It's just all on what you're willing to sacrifice in the transition. Mm. You know, I, I, I've been able to dictate without having a job because I've been able to pay my bills that I have to pay. And I knew I had to sacrifice for a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's it's a wild ride, but it's worth it, man. I'm sure, I'm sure y'all know it's worth yeah. it around every corner. So, yeah, and uh, so like with you doing something that like nobody else is doing, I'm pretty sure it's like a bunch of different obstacles because there ain't no blueprint to it. So, what are like some of the oh, yeah. main obstacles that you face on this road? Now, I probably got hung up on or non-callbacks by shit, every damn every developer. <laughs> I had a couple good conversations. But nobody believes it. Everybody has an idea, but because they can't see it, um, it makes it a mystery. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I had clients tell me, oh, yeah, I got a smart home already. They gave us all that rent stuff, Alexa, and they gave us that when we moved in. So we got a smart home. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's the same. It's, yeah, it's general confusion about what it is uh, or what it should be, rather, because it's an undefined industry. Um but again, that's one of the things that excited me because it's like, damn, if I can define it, I can, I can make this thing. You know, I can take it as far as I, I want to take it. Facts. You know, and and that's why it's definitely the harder road. You know, I, I think I've done a lot of stuff. Like I used to throw parties, I used to do music, I used to, you know, like a lot of different industries, and I saw a decent level of success at every at each one of them. Um, but when it got to the point where it was like, all right, let me max out on it, I wasn't in love with it. You know, like, mm. I, I, when I was throwing parties, like, we had one of the biggest day parties in D.C. for a couple years running. Um, you know, 500-plus people, we was able to throw a couple parties out of town, uh, one in Atlanta. But the bigger it got, the more I fell out of love with it because it wasn't – I could do it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't getting up every day thinking about right. throwing parties. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just wasn't one of them things. Um, it was, it was, it was lucrative, and but it wasn't. You, you got to find something that that drives you to the point where you are borderline obsessed with it. Mm. 
You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. Like, like you might be able to do some other great shit, but that thing is going to be something you can't go without. Right. You know what I mean? And that's like that's my specialty. Like, I know it's there's plenty of people you know that that have uh, expertise in finance and in credit repair and this and that. And that's why I push everybody on my timeline because they're experts at what they're experts in. Right. And I and I can tell even y'all with real estate and everything, I, I see. It. Um, and so I, I feel like everybody in this kind of section of, of Twitter has like really defined creatively their lanes in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it's really like a beautiful thing to see it because it's no stepping on toe. It's like you know, oh y'all do that, okay, we do this too, and everybody knows this is what they're supposed to be doing. It's not no scamming. Scam. I'm trying to copy because it's the flavor of the month. This is it's all genuine work, and I think um, you know. After doing something by yourself or something with you know in, in a lane that's kind of undefined, you may not have to find people in that lane to really grow. You may just have to find people that's. I don't know. You may have to. You may just have to find people that are on that same race. Right. They may be in a completely different lane, but they they showing the same desire, passion. And that's what you really gotta feed off. You know what I mean? Mm, that, that, that's real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my lady going to check it. She's gonna shut the block down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut it down, bro. It's, it was an old lady. She might. She might. But uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. But no, no, I remember now. So. So, you know, me, me, me and my lady, like, we, we do business together. Like, she's a real estate agent. Oh, um, right. It, yeah, it, we actually about to put out a, uh, we about to do a property management company and a lot of a lot more stuff on real estate that I haven't been promoting. That's kind of the reason why I've had days of absences because we really kind of been, been trying to nail, um, Build it, nail it together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it's, it's really, man, like, family, like, literally my son, you know, got part of the business. It's, it's family-based. Uh, and I think after years of trying to do business with other people and suffering these hard lessons to get it like this, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that, and that. I feel like yeah. that's how it's supposed to be, especially like Definitely. family built like that. I love that. And like Definitely. also, Definitely. like a lot of times on the uh, timeline, I always see, I, I can see that you were like an avid reader. And one of the books that you yeah. post a lot is uh, from niggas to gods, and that's one of my mm-hmm. part one and part two. That was one of my favorite books ever. Like when I when I first read that book, it probably was like 2014, and it was like man, mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of it kind of I don't want to sound cliche or nothing, but it like on some real shit, it kind of changed everything for me because it's like, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I just want to get your your thoughts on that on that book because I see you post it often. Yeah, so I got that book. Um, my cousin Gary, who who you know me, not not having a father growing up, not having too many. Um, uh, male influences in an older age range that were, you know, in a position to to really help guide us through this thing. Um, my cousin Gary was always that um, one of them, you know, including the ones I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, he was he would travel back and forth between here and South Africa because he was doing a lot of stuff for AIDS awareness and everything in South Africa. Um, and at the time, um, he was staying renting a room, or I think he's in the basement of my mom's place. I wasn't living with my mom time um so when i was young it's probably like you know 22 i'm 34 now um so this is like oh you know oh three oh four 
But long story short, um, he had went back to South Africa. I ended up moving back in with my mother. It was probably in my early 20s. Um, and in my dresser, he left that along with a lot of other books. Never said anything, never said he left it, you know, the whole night. So at the time I was moving back in, I was kind of like in a real transitional period. I was doing music. We were saying some success with that. I was able to do like some shows. Um, and, and, and it's all about passion. So I, I rapped for a long time. I did music for a long time. I was able to do what I wanted to do with that. I was able to open up uh, for some of my favorite go-go bands and, you know, a couple of different homecomings. Like for me, I didn't take it all away, but I was content you know, with what I got from it. But I was in a transition period between that um, and the never phase of life because I was, I was about to get custody of my son, uh, who was seven at the time. Uh, and I knew, I like to break everything down to, to the, the smallest the smallest pieces. So music was a passion of mine. Um, my children, of course, hold more weight than, you know, almost anything in the world. Uh and I say almost because they get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> but um, I knew I had to make a decision because I couldn't be good at both. I was either going to be a, a half-assed rapper and, you know, a decent parent or a decent rapper and a shitty parent. Or I was going to sacrifice everything and really jump into this single parent thing at 23, not having a father myself, not knowing. But I was going to jump into it 100, 100 miles an hour because I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing. Um, so I left music alone there, uh, and I found these books around that time period. Uh, and from Niggas of Guys was the first one I opened up. And like you said, I think I sat there, and I might have read that book the first time in a day. Mm-hmm. Flat out, yeah. couldn't put it down. Um, and it hit, like, it hit like the words I should have been hearing my whole life right. up until then. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever... Uh, and I know it's hard to say, like, you can't change anybody. So I think my cousin's approach really changed my life. And it's crazy because he didn't do anything but leave the books. And when it was time, I found him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and some years later, I, had, I texted him. I said, hey, you know, uh, I'm glad you forgot these books here because, you know, this really kind of changed my perspective on things. And he said, um, I didn't forget him there. I left him there on purpose. And now it's on you to keep spreading the word. Mm. Um, so I always carried that with me. So that's why I'm so vocal even years ago before people were even really interested in, in hearing these kind of things. Um, it was me on the timeline by myself. Like, yeah, y'all need to get y'all frequencies up. We need to meditate. <laughs> we need to motherfucking eat right. <laughs> you know, back in 2013, 2014, I'm, on, I'm posting, you know, graphics and shit. Like, look, these the frequency. You got to vibrate above it. And, and then the whole hotel shit started. Right? Yeah. I said, ain't this a bitch? We are, they got here trying to educate somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, now they got a, a nickname on social media yep. because you actually speaking some truth. Yep. So it was a it was a point where I went through like this spiritual isolation because I felt like, fuck. Like, like it's 7 billion people in the world and people, nobody's shocked to any of this shit. Fact. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nobody knows what's going on. Um, and I'm sure, you know, y'all done went through that too. And you lose friends, family, family. Start, you know, acting different. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I knew what I had read in that book was true to, to an extent. I don't take every word, right. you know, somebody writes, but I knew that the principles and the concepts that were discussed in that book, I knew they were true. And I went on this, like this spree, like, I mean, I would be up till three, four in the morning 
reading books on YouTube, listening to podcasts, like just consuming as much information as I could. Um, but say all that to say, that ended up being bad in a way. Um, because what I ended up learning when I kept fighting through information, because from Niggas to Guys, I think it's a good transitional book because mm-hmm. it addresses things direct and it gives you somewhere to go from it. Yep. Um, but if you get lost in the black power section of books, and I love my black power books. Right, right, right. But if you get lost in there for 20 years, you will be a very mean, miserable, miserable person. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's what you're seeing yourself. Yeah, it's just that, black pain, black pain, black pain. It makes pain. you angry. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think when, when the more I kept reading, the more I kind of worked out of that. Yep. You know, I was like, okay, I, I found, like, accountability. Yep. So I went from, you know, I went from the music industry. That That's where my journey started, like, de- dealing in the music industry and hearing things. And then digging into the whole, you know, what was going on on that. And then I was like, oh, all this shit fake. Religion fake, school fake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I just kind of went down the list and dug down the whole thing and really put a lot of years in the, in the, uh, in the researching. But I came to a place of peace through violence. Right? Like, I can't give a fuck about everybody's problems because then I'm going to be messed up. Messed up, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. all I can do is is put effort into what I'm doing and try to help people the best way I know how to leave my mark. I can't grab everybody's hand, though, but I'll, I'll do everybody a better favor by saying to myself and just letting my work speak. Right. Because I may be able to affect 10,000 people by just vibrating in my highest self and, you know, putting out that energy versus trying to take three, four people along for the ride and then zapping me everything I got. And now I can't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's real. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's real. You got to kind of like. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's those those phases. It's kind of like everybody go through when they go when they first start reading material like that. You go through like the kind of like damn. It's like sad. Then you get angry. Mm-hmm. But like you said, mm-hmm. if you deal it, if you if you dive into that too long, you'll stay angry. And I feel like the ones that pro- yeah. progress out of that. You still, you're not, uh, like, those things don't matter. It's not like they don't matter to you anymore, but it's like, all right, I know how I'm going to play. I know how I'm going to play this out. I ain't about to exactly. walk around angry. I'm a, And most of the people that that, that figure it out, they kind of go into, like, a business mindset. Where they're like, all right, I'm going to do business for myself instead of being one of those people that just be, like, bitching about it online. Because I used to look yeah. at those people, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, man, he's, he's, like, he's spreading the, a good word. But now, like, I kind of look at those people. If they're if they not doing no work or if they're not doing no business stuff, I look at those people like, y'all full of shit. Because y'all do. You you, right. Because yeah. you just you just online bitching about it. But you ain't doing yeah. nothing. You ain't helping nobody. You clocking into your job every day. So it's like, man, I don't need to, like, pay attention to those pages no more. Because it's like, you, 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 you a fraud for real. Because it's easy to do that. Energy works. Like, that's what, that's what people don't realize. Like, energy... And people are sensitive to energy. And that's why social media is so dangerous. Like, I, I, I took a good break from social media um, when I wasn't in a place mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, probably like the first six months of my, my right. journey. You know, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, I wasn't on social media. And um, and what you what you understand is if, if, and, and, and if you as a person stop growing, you start dying. Just like anything else. Yep. Just like a plant. Just like, you know what I mean? So... When people lock into mindsets, 
And I hold this about anything. Democrat, yeah. Republican, yeah. this, that. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. Like, right. to keep it a, a buck. Like, I'm, I'm just not one of those people. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to die one day and I got some shit to do. I don't give a damn who the president is, who the vice president is. Right. I, I don't care. Right. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, have, I don't play right. no ownership to this world. Like, I'm just here to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... See, that's one of them jumps now. I forgot where I was at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the, uh, what you talking about, the transition, the journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when you get stuck in the way of thinking, um, and then you put that energy out, you do more of a disservice to your people. Uh, and, and I was, I was, oh, should I talk about that? No, I'm not talking about that. Um, I put it to you like this. I was, I was a part of something that, me, I'm a solution-based person, so I can't even sit and discuss problems week after week after week after week. Thanks, bro. Um, so, yeah, I, I tried to do the podcast thing before, and um, and it's not a slight. I just want to mention it just because it, it pertains to what we're talking about. Um, the One of the reasons I left is because I felt like we weren't solution-based. I felt like we were spreading propaganda at a point. Mm. Where we get on and talk about the latest thing that happened to black people around the, you know what I'm saying? I just never really been interested in that. Right. I get on and talk about solutions. Um, you know what I mean? And and that's and that's so again, that's not a slight. It just right. pertains to what you know. I was we were talking about right now. Yep. Um, so a lot of those people that hold those high follow accounts that just like perpetuate just drama and misery and. You know, videos and sure. black pain this and black pain that I refuse. When I leave here, you won't look at my timeline and see that. Exactly. You know what I mean? You you gonna see it? It should be a my timeline gonna be like a library. Like you, you know, it's there forever where you can scroll down and get all the free mm-hmm. game, all the books, all the positivity in the midst of whatever's going on because that's my life. Like it's not sweet and roses and and you know peaches and cream and shit. It's fucked up out here, mm-hmm. but. What's going to be your mindset towards it? Exactly. Do you want to live in the in the in the fucked up portion of it, or do you want to focus on what it could be until it gets there and live and live and live in that? You know what I mean? Man, that's that, that's real, man. Like. I, I love I love that uh, mindset talk because to me everything comes down to mindset, and it's still crazy to me that in 2019 some people still don't kind of like grab yeah. grab that. Like I like I remember I made a post right. like a week ago and I was saying how I basically said I'm like. Uh, if 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 you if you if you if you broke, it's because of your mindset, and if you wealthy, mm-hmm. it's because of your mindset. So if you want to change your situation, fix your mind first. And it, I got a lot of yep. flack for that. Maybe people like, like people a lot of obviously a lot of people did understand it, but it was a lot of people that was like, "What?" So you saying so? It's one dude was like, uh, "If I if I change my mind, I'm gonna still wake up in the projects tomorrow." I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, I can't help you. I'm like, if you believe that, you're right. If you, if you believe that, you're right, bro. You're right. And then there's people like, uh, so you telling me third world countries is poor? Because I'm like, yo, fuck all that. I ain't talking about third world. I'm talking about you in America. It's You know what I'm saying? It's another opportunity here. If you broke in America, it's because it's, it's, it's your mentality, bro. It all comes down to that. But if you can't, I can't help you. If you believe it, don't. I mean, that's your situation. There you go. There's your answer right there. Yep. <laughs> so that's no, nah, for real. <laughs> so I, 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 de- I definitely love having them conversations. But I only got uh, yeah, you, you know, know what? And, and people, people like, I think if people took more time to understand how, and this is why I always post the book Three Magic Words. I think that's the blueprint if you really want to get control 
of your mind and why you should gain control of your mind. Um, because we do create our realities. We don't create our circumstances. Right. You know, you can't pick and choose, you know, whether you're going to be in a rich family or be poor or be this mm-hmm. or be that. But we do create our realities. You know, right. and it's the simplest things. People... See, some guy be like big and shiny for people to believe in it and shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I had my first son at 16. Well, he was born when I was 17. I, it hasn't been a father. I'm, I'm the third kid. My, my mother's father wasn't around. My grandmother's father. Like, I'm like the third or fourth generation. I'm the Damn. first boy and the first parent that's, like, been around. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, but I knew I wanted to be a better father you see what I'm you saying? With no training, no skills, and nobody just dropped the magic book down after I decided I wanted to be a good father. I just worked at shit every day. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what people don't get. They think like, oh, I'm changing my mind. I'm living in, in wealth, in abundance. Okay, live in that, mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, in the physical, just like everything else, it'll manifest yeah, itself. But we live in a microwave generation. People think it's just supposed to happen like, you know, uh, oh, I, I feel like I shouldn't be broke. I'm saying I'm not broke, so I shouldn't be broke no more. No, you you saying you want to be rich. So what you're doing is you're starting a process that you're unaware of that's testing you to see if you deserve what you're asking for. Now, if people knew that, if people say, oh, shit, I want to be rich, I might be fucked up for six months, though, but it's going to come. Mm. Then they would be more comfortable. And if that's the beautiful thing about life is you can find that out if you, if you decide to put the work in. But I think people think, that it should just happen. Or woe is me. Or why do I do this? Or how do I? No. If you want, if you want courage, life will give you an opportunity to display it. Yep. If you want patience, life will give you an opportunity to display it. So you say, I'm trying to be more patient, but people keep testing me. People keep testing you because mm. the universe is trying to get you to be more patient, but you failing the fucking test. Oh, that's deep, man. That's deep. <laughs> that's deep for <laughs> you know real. What I'm yeah. You asked for that. You You're said right. I want to be more patient. Okay. Cool. Somebody gonna cut you off in traffic this morning. Motherfucker! But the universe just gave you the opportunity to be more patient. Mm. And you fail. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's real, man. So when that's you can real. be accountable to yourself about shit, it just makes life so much easier. And like, when I fuck up, I laugh about Like, I literally, my karma comes back so quick. Man, me too. That, oh my God. Because <laughs> yeah. we're in tune. Right, because that's the yeah. other thing. Once you start to get in tune like that, you responsible. Fact. So I think like one time we was on a when we was coming back from Turks and Caicos, right? Me and my lady, we about to get off the plane, and this guy is like uh, I'm a Mediterranean guy. He's like like all the way from the back of the plane, and he's like standing like like soon as the people next to us get out, he's just about to jet, like completely cut us off. We next in line getting off the plane, so. I said, I should say something to him. And then, like, my little, my bad angel was like, no, you should stand up and put your shoulder in his fucking chest because he should know better. <laughs> right? Uh, and I went with the bad angel. <laughs> so I stood up. Soon as soon as they were, I stood up, like, you know, just kind of stopped him from cutting in front of us to let him know, like, hey, you don't do that. Right. Um. Soon as I got home, I realized I lost my AirPods. <laughs> and they probably fell out of my pocket when I was in a rush to get up. You see what I'm saying? So I wasn't like, oh, fuck. Like, he's like, I lost my AirPods. I said, okay, God, you was right. I could attack right. him on the shoulder. Facts. I could, you know what I mean? Facts, so life bro. gets so fun. Like, when you accountable for your shit, 
and you really realize the ride that you want, life just gets so amazing because everything happens in perfect time and function and order. You can just get lost in living your own life. I, I know y'all know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, mindset is really everything, man. It's really everything. That, that's that's crazy, man. Because it be a, it be a whole lot of instances with me personally where it be like, man, I could be real petty right now, but I be like, no, nah, I ain't gonna do it because I know how my karma is. That should have come back on my ass hey. like in twenty minutes. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna do, hey. the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely do the right thing. So that's 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 super crazy you said that. And I only got uh two, yeah. only got two more questions for you. And the, the first one okay, is we, we ask all our guests this as well. We say uh. Do you feel like you have an obligation to give back to your community and not just monetary as far as like time, information, uh, access to resources and those things? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I have an obligation to give back, period. Mm. Um, because this is the thing. And I, and I believe in a strong sense of community. And, and even like, you know, what Nip was doing, I think is, is amazing. Right. But um. I think our communities are not our communities. Mm. Um, I agree with I think, that. I agree with that. You, you know what I mean? Even I mentality wise. Back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think my way to give back is to develop something new. I don't want to go in now. Now, if I want to make money, which I like to make money, we gonna, we going to go in and buy some stuff up and give some people, the people that choose to stay there, you know, a, a better way to live and more function the whole nine. And that's all part of the game, and that's gonna make money. But that land is still part of a bigger, a bigger game. So I feel like to really impact and make an impact, it has to start by like doing something different. Mm. So, um, like I, all kind of wild ideas went through my head. Like when we when we were in Turks and we saw Middle Kegos like largely undeveloped, we was like, wow. Uh, in the internet age, and so many people working from home. You know, what if twenty two thousand people decided to develop this island? You know, with everything, attractions, schools, the whole nine, people that worked IT and made 150, 200,000 a year and left America and just inhabited this island or any place like that um, and did something different. What would come of that? What kind of mastermind hub or what kind of talent or what kind of, you see what I'm saying, could come mm-hmm. out of that? I think that that would do us more of a favor in the long run than continuing to, you know, try to like live and, and, and thrive in this system because the system is not forward. We can identify, you know, all day, but I wouldn't want to waste my labor on um, fighting against the system. I, I would want to put my time and effort in the building a new one. Mm, that's, you know yeah, what I mean? That's real. Um, that's real. And so, you know, so, so the community that you work for ends up being the community that's like mine. It ends up being the kids. I'm, you know, I'm not fighting no more grown people. Um, right. to to try to do a different life. Hey, if you want to live in that, they got it for you. You want to go to jail? You want you want to L? They got it. They got the jails for you. I'm not going to fight the private prisons. Why? They made those private prisons. And this is the realest shit I can give because I've been there. I've been that angry black dude like white America. Like you can probably pull up some of my mm-hmm. old tweets. The bottom line is they was in a position to play the game and they did it. Right. And it's a fucked up game. Facts. Right. But if you allow yourself to play in it, I don't play in it. I don't even, like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even allow my mind, like, I can't put myself in that prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we in America, man, fuck that. I, like, I'm trying to do something different. Right. Mm-hmm. You gonna bitch you know about it or do something? 
That's it. Exactly. So if you want to fight to get in their justice systems and get in their courts and get in their governments, cool. That's your thing. I want to fight to elevate our people to where we don't need none of that shit. You think these these world leaders, they don't even have passports to other countries. They got money. <laughs> right, right. They're not going through TSA. TSA some shit that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people above TSA. And everybody ain't going through TSA. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why not fight to have that, like that real freedom Versus, you know, fight. You're not gonna beat that system, man. That people's got police, coast guard, snipers, spies, snipers. fucking army. You th- that's what that's what we going to war with. Exactly. Black people. Like, I was, people in America. I'll be telling people like <laughs> me, me. I was in the military. I tell people all the time like, yo, y'all be talking that shit. Y'all don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. They got shit that you don't even. You can't even fathom. You're not gonna win that. <laughs> you, yeah, period. Exactly. So I'm like, not going to people. Hey, look, if you look my data, I'm not. I'm not. Forget all my speech government. I'm not anti nothing. I'm not in my damn business. Exactly. Y'all got it. You got to know when to concede. Exactly. That's why. That's why so many people just getting their ass whooped so brutally because they don't know when to say, "Hey, enough mm-hmm. is enough." You got it. Exactly, bro. I'm not fighting them people. They gonna run that shit until they run it into the ground, and it ain't a human walking this earth that's gonna stop it. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of humans walking this earth that can start something new to rival exactly. it and end up putting it out of business. And exactly. nobody wants to do the work to build the shit from the ground up. They just want the handout. They say, "Oh, stop treating us like this." Me, I'm saying, I don't give a fuck how you treat me. I'm doing me over here. I'm doing me. Just don't get too close. Exactly. To me. I'm doing because I'm gonna put my fucking hand. <laughs> exactly. Because you gonna defend yourself. That's it. Exactly. That's it, and, and I and I don't. I think adopting that kind of mindset, like I don't even. I done been pulled over before. I've never had a, a negative interaction with a police officer, and I and, and according to them, I look threatening. But at the end of the day, I can mentally understand where they are. They you scared? Okay, let me make you comfortable. What's going on, officer? How you doing today? Everything good? Yeah, brother. I know. You know why I pulled you up? Yeah, I might have been going a little fast. You know, so you know how I be when you in a rut. Like it's a person. It's a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like you, but when you pull up and they pull you over, you already pissed. You already pissed. You're living in your negative. You know what I'm saying? You probably this scared. Might just be not, yeah, not not saying they aren't some dickheads. Right, 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 right. But to get me in a situation like that, you're gonna be beating the most peaceful, kind right. man, because I know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, and that's why our people suffer. We want that. We want the handout, and we want the we want to be arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you owe us, you this, you that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch of shit <laughs> that you just don't. I mean, look, we we could go on for years about this shit. Oh, I, yeah. I put it to you like this. I may I may catch some flack about this statement, but but I honestly believe it. Uh, racism is is a broke people game. Mm, it only affects <laughs> it only affects broke people. Man, that's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, you ain't I you ain't gonna catch no flags from me. That's all I'm gonna say. These conversations that we have we had we had conversations like this all the time. And I know it's gonna people yeah. that don't hear this and they're gonna be like they're gonna take yeah, it. I don't give a they don't give like it. Cause I, cause I know I know what you're saying. And some people that might hear that and be yeah. like, What the hell? What you mean? So they gonna they gonna say stuff to play devil's advocate. Well, people, I, I I'll tell you what I add, I add one on to it. Okay. I say that because in the, on the highest levels and in biggest boardrooms, it's not a race game. It's, a it's not. It's, game. it's a control and it's a money game. It's a money game. It's a and money that money game. don't care who holding it. White, brown, yellow, exactly. indifferent. If you got it, you can play in that game if you want to play in that game. Race is just something to keep all our asses fighting each other Fight. so we don't take the resources that we do have. I'm going to tell you, you got 1%, you got 1% of the fucking world controlling 99%. 99%. Like, 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, what the fuck? How did it get that bad? That's 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 real, man. <laughs> and and I, that's real, and I know it's going. Ninety nine percent, we just gonna fight each other. Mm. So they just keep getting richer and richer. Right, that's just stupid, man. That that shit is a broke people game. I'm not saying I won't whoop a white person ass for calling me a nigga because I will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's just a respect thing. It don't have nothing to do with you know what I mean. That's that's just respect. But I think the 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 big business, the Black Lives Matter, the this, the that, all these different things is. It's propaganda to really keep us locked up and fighting each other instead of taking the time that we need to ourselves to to level up man. and really do some shit. Man. And, you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. It's man. not going to happen on social justice shit. It's bullshit. It's oh, propaganda. And your favorite big company is my name. You yeah we see see I, I ain't even intend to touch on all this but, <laughs> but since but since we here we here like I'm gonna I'm gonna just make this I'm gonna make no I'm gonna say I'm gonna make this statement real quick I'm gonna just say this real quick I feel like a lot of these a lot of these social uh, activists uh, what you want to call them groups like groups I feel like they they I feel like they I I, I want to make sure I'm wearing this right because I don't want nobody to take my words out of context I feel like they fucking us up in a way because they don't hold us accountable. At the end of the day, For at the end of the yeah. day, it's on us to fix our situation. And they go into mm-hmm. these things where they like study blaming them, blaming other people. Now, don't get me wrong. Other people do fucked up shit to black people all the time. But at the end of the all day, you're going to continue to let people do that to you or you're going to take, take control your situation. If you, mm-hmm. As long mm-hmm. as you're giving them the power, as long as you're blaming somebody, you don't got control. It's always now you basically saying I'm waiting on them to change before we fix our situation. And how fucking stupid right. is that? How dumb is that right. to to tell right. somebody I'm waiting on you to change to I fix myself? You'll yep. never be and in that's, control. That's what we do. If that's what do, that's, that's what, what we, we do. do. That's what those that's what those groups, in my opinion, that's what they doing. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's on us. But we right, we right now we got a culture specifically in our community where whoever whoever corrects you is fucking maligned. Like you can't you can't correct nobody no more. You can't be like, hey, that was fucked up. You shouldn't be doing that. If you ever if you do that now, oh, you a hater. You a op. You don't, you ain't on my side. You you with them. You can't even correct the motherfucker no more. We so pro. Do whatever you want now. Ain't no, hey man, chill. That ain't that ain't cool. That, you know what I'm saying? So that's it's no it's no balance. It's yeah. no it's no balance. Like everything in the world is going. It's like it's moving like the stock market. It's either extreme one way extreme, or it's extreme the, the other uh, way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I don't, and I think when you mix in social media and you can put in like your thoughts in any conversation, and I was like, it's people, people in my mentions talk all kinds of shit to me. Like, people reply to book posts. Like, oh, it's the last nigga reading the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, facts, facts. So it, it pro- it's proof that no matter what the fuck you do, somebody gonna have some negative. My, I don't respond to it. Like, me I might. I might get out of character every once in a while. Right, right. Um, but I get messages on it daily. So I think, like you said, those organizations do us a disservice because they keep that conversation going on a daily. It's almost sad because I feel like our section of Twitter is almost now going to be inevitably pitted against the social media justice center, uh, section of Twitter because of what we're preaching. Right, we preach accountability. Fuck what happened. Exactly. Get off your ass and make something happen. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest time with the internet and mm-hmm. all these different things where all you got to do is put yourself out there and you can become a millionaire overnight. Why the fuck are you still complaining about some shit that happened in 1955? God rest everybody's soul 
that ever fought. But I, I honestly think we've been fighting the wrong fight. You see what I'm saying? Like, and, and this is a belief that I hold. Fighting against segregation, you know what I'm saying? Like fighting for integration mm-hmm. is probably the worst shit we can oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what that, that took all the accountability. Now what? it's oh, you put us out here, come take us back in. Exactly. So now when we go back in, what the fuck? We the red headed stepchild. We ain't want you motherfuckers here in the first place. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, what we should have did was we should have took our shit and said, Y'all niggas on some y'all on some bullshit for the slavery shit. We gonna go back to Africa and get our shit together and then we're gonna come fuck y'all up. Right. Or or if y'all you know or <laughs> build our shit and then if they come correct and like, hey man, we see what y'all doing. We may want to collaborate with y'all. Now if we want to do that, we could be like, all right, right, now we can decide. Okay, let's collaborate on some shit. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they but, might apologize. But, like, yeah, yeah, right, they're right. They know, right. Exactly. We just trying to build the country. We ain't no other way to do it. You know but, what I'm but, right. In a way, you feel both sides because it's like, damn. I got all these black people screaming, I need to do X, Y, and Z. But every time I turn on the news, just some black people on some bullshit. You see what I'm saying? So We, we now, don't like talking every, about that. Yeah, everybody's story becomes relevant now. So you can't say, hey, white people, you don't see our pain. Because they can say, hey, we might see your pain. But we also seen a couple of y'all shoot up the store the other day. That So it just becomes a big-ass blame game when everybody should just say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to mind my business and be exactly. a good person. Yep. And if everybody did that shit, we wouldn't have exactly. had these problems. Mm-hmm. Man, that's real. But, you know, yeah. I can't wait till that shit hit the timeline. Boy, they going to crucify my ass. You're right. <laughs> they gonna, and that's, that's why I like. I don't even, I don't ever even, like, I used to have these conversations all the time in public on, a, on, on, on social media. But now I don't really have a conversation. Uh, even if it's on yeah. social media, not like how we having it right now, because I, I don't mind having it right now. But most of the time, because I know it's going to be like some bullshit involved. So I just I be like, man, I ain't even talking about it. I'm just keep working, doing what I'm doing and just yeah. let my let my action speak for itself that I'm focused. Yeah, on. I don't do it on social because I can't expand on the point. Like yeah. I do it in, in conversation like this. Yeah. But on social, they're going to take one tweet and run with it. Run and I'm going to fuck up. Like I'm going to say some shit the wrong way. And they're going they're gonna to get that tweet to run with every Cause, time. Cause, like it's not even. Because I, I, I guarantee if you tweeted today that that racism is a poor person's game, your shit going to go insane. Your shit going to go yeah. crazy. Yeah, shit, that it, be, might, it might go crazy. Somebody might listen to it. It'd be it's like, no, nah, somebody somebody might listen to this conversation and be like, what? Look, 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 like, that's why I say let me uh play devil's advocate because I know somebody going to say this and say, well, so-and-so was rich and they, he, got, he, got, uh, he got some racism stuff happened to him. What would you say to that? So, so. <laughs> so I mean, rich in whose eyes? Right. Rich in whose eyes? Because LeBron is rich in our eyes. Right. People that's playing LeBron, he, he it's small change. Small change. Fact. So it all depends on on, on which room you. We talking about when I say rich is a poor people game. I mean, I mean, racism is a poor people game. I mean, racism is a ninety nine percent game. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't mean like you, you Jordan or you LeBron or you above racism. No, right. They're still part of the night. Diddy, Hope. 99%. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about at that 1% take mm-hmm. is where skin color started to matter a lot less. Yeah. So all them dudes, yeah, they're going to still, they they still experience the shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Until, until we at a point, and, and, and when you, look, <laughs> when you at a point where you can, you, can, you can dictate and then you can defend, that's when you stop experiencing racism. So we can dictate. We can be rich and dictate our whole lives. 
But until we until you rich enough to be able to defend your stance against powers, right? You you never you never be part of you know part of that 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 one percent group because that's what that's what it really boils down to. You ever seen them emails that leaked on uh I think it was um shit. It was on one of the Netflix series about food and they leaked some emails in the food company like somebody was threatening to shut down something or expose something and the dudes was joking in the email like, yeah, let's get this motherfucker killed. It was like the dairy industry. Damn. Right? But look how much the dairy industry is worth in America. America. For real, you can't fuck with that. Fuck them eggs up. Fuck them eggs and milk up and see who who ends up in your house. Because that's real money. That's that's real fucking money. Hey, you know what real. We thinking it's oh, they they just a little milk company, a little okay, no. fuck that milk money, <laughs> and, and see what kind of money you end up finding that's tied into that milk money. <laughs> For real, no, but that's real, you bro. Know what I mean, that's real. <laughs> that's so, funny, man. So, I mean, look, we all in the we all in the game, man. We, we not above the shit. I don't I don't feel like I'm above anybody. Right. You know, I feel like I'm just another. I'm just another spirit on the ride, and all I can do is offer my perspective and things. I'm not even saying I'm right about everything I'm saying. I'm just based on my experience. You know, this is how I feel, and I think we all have different experiences. We can all spot the dumb shit, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not a mystery. It's it's a one game that's being played. You can see how it's been played. Right. It's been played for years. It's, it's played on a on a stage that's bigger than we may even. Uh, reaching this life. But what if it's meant to be that way? What if you meant to be down here and find some way to ignore all this bullshit that's going on around you and create the life that you want to create? And and the reward for doing that is that life. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, that, I think, is one of the things that allows... Like, I can say shit like that because I know at the end of the day, if I leave this bitch tomorrow, don't nobody here know what happens then. <laughs> so how can, how can anybody here tell me you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. Don't nobody know. Nobody know what happened when we die. No, no. Nah. None of the eight billion people on this planet nobody. know what happened when we die. So, nah. what am I really basing this shit on? I'm scared. You know, I'm, I'm letting people in this temporary existence throw me off to what I'm supposed to be doing. Fuck, it's a temporary existence. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I would tell everybody to do that, man. I, I like. I know we we about to close up, but one mm. one thing I do want to get across. Like you said, in the name of your podcast, Millionaire Mindset, change that mindset and understand that no matter what you're going through, I don't give a goddamn if you think it's the worst shit in the world. It's somebody going through some shit ten times worse that will gladly give up the shit they're going through right. to, deal, to deal with your problems. You know right. what I'm saying? So are you going to focus on your problems or are you going to focus on, you know, really creating the life that you want to create? Because your problems is a racist police institution. You're not going to change that. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how many times you run, how many congresses you get in. Right. You're not going to change. You can't even... Here's the thing. Keep it on the side. You can't even change your partner in your fucking relationship. Mm. How the hell you think you're going to change some shit that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years? You can't even change your friend's mind until they're ready to have Ooh. You see that's what I'm saying? Deep. All that's you can deep. do is say, I ain't fucking with them no more. Yep. And then do you. So why can't we do that to all the bullshit we face in life? Exactly. I ain't fucking with that. I'm a, I'm a do me, man. You know what I mean? You, you can't you, mindset, man. Facts. You can't hide, man. That's 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 the perfect way to close it. At the end of the day, it, everybody, you know, whether you you black, white, Mexican, this is a game. 
whether you got the she advantage, whether you got the advantage, or when you one of the people that don't got the advantage. However, you want to see it, you gotta you can finagle this fucking game if you're smart enough and you recognize it for what it is. And you don't even got to be a super, super smart person, but just have some common sense where you recognize, okay, yeah. this was going on. Okay, all right, let me, let me see. Let me evaluate. All right, I know I'm going to play it. You don't got to hey. bitch about this shit for 20 fucking years. You don't. Hey, I'm telling you, I, bro. And put, your, put yourself, like you said, gamified. I'm exactly. playing one in my life. Everything that happened to me in my life, I shrug it off or I accept. Like, I laugh about it. It's, it's, this is a game. Like, exactly. one day I'm going to leave this bitch and they're going to talk about everything I did. So let me have some fun around right, this. That's some fun. Fuck. I can't be so emotionally attached to what happened during slavery. That's why they teach you all that shit. <laughs> because they want self-consciously, they want to plant that shit. Here's yeah. the thing. If we went a whole generation without anybody talking about slavery, guess what wouldn't exist? <laughs> for, hey, for real. That's real. Because nobody would know what it is. They'd be like, slavery? That's the shit my grandmother used to talk about. I ain't. All right, everybody says she was lying, though. No, so it's real. not saying forget. It's not saying forget like what happened. Be aware of the situation you mm-hmm. in. Be aware of life. Be aware of the struggles. But let that shit go. Yeah, for real. Like, you walking around you got to. and every white person saying, hey, you motherfucker. Okay, guess what? One of them white people is probably cool and could have helped that fluke-ass fucking startup you promote exactly. every day. But because exactly. you're going here talking about death to all white people now, exactly. I address white people, right? <laughs> exactly. On social media. Like, but I when I address white people in terms of something that's going on, I feel like the only... White people that that get offended are the ones that feel like that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so when when they when they address black people like oh you hoodlums and this and that's that I don't get offended by that shit because I know there's a class of black people that are that and I'm not part of that class exactly. And guess who I'm not fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Hey. Like, let's keep it a buck. It's time more people fuck the politically correct shit, yeah. fuck the socially correct shit. I'm aligned with my mission. I'm going to be okay regardless. Yeah. If it was put on my heart to say, I'm going to say it. You know what I'm saying? Mindset is the biggest thing. Like, let this shit go. Focus on what you have. People people so focused on other shit, you're not even aware of the gifts and the talents that you're sitting with on a daily exactly. fucking basis. you on Instagram scrolling, looking at somebody else's gifts and talents, wishing you had that, and you sitting up on some million-dollar shit yourself. But because you ain't took the time to find out who you are, and this existing because he's holding on to shit. Come on, look, look. We ain't gonna go to church, man. We going to. Wait, <laughs> wait. But no, this is real, man. This like this one. The real, this one. The realest episodes we have for real. Because you, at the end of the day, that's, that's what I got to offer, man. You, you, I, I can't tell you how to get your credit score up. I can't tell you how to make <laughs> ten million dollars. Right. You know, I can't tell you how to sell e-commerce products. But I can show you who can tell you that. But what I can tell you to do and how to do is to get your heart condition in a place where you can let go. Uh, the things that you don't, the burdens that you don't have to pick up, and you can actually get back to enjoying life no matter what's going on around. What's going on around? You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 my that's what I specialize in. So once I find a way to package that shit and sell it, that's what <laughs> I, I yeah, do. <laughs> I love that man. Let let go, let go, bro. And, and just let me say, let me let me say this real quick. Just uh, for let me bring it to a more uh, relative scale because you know a lot of us people around our age we like damn slavery was so far like man I can't and what they did was so you know what I'm saying might so so foul level but put it from this standpoint for people that might have fucked up parents that you got parents that mm-hmm. fuck just how they raised you was so fucked up and you feel like you're dealing with so much trauma if you don't let that shit go as you already know as you don't let that shit go. You will never be able to li- live freely, peacefully, or be in a relationship mm-hmm. that's 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 a good, freely 
and peaceful relationship because you still holding on to this fucking trauma and this baggage. You gotta let that shit go. Yep. And it's the same thing with that. Yep. With that, you can't hold on to that because you you just can't, bro. Your life ain't gonna never be right. You gotta. All right, yep. I understand what it is. I got the lesson from it. All right, cool. It's cool. I'm gonna let it go. Don't be one of them people out yep. here. Whether you black Thompson. Oh, I ain't never doing business with white people. Like, you know how fucking dumb you sound, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, they the ones... <laughs> we all got, we all got PTSD. Exactly. We, all got, we all got emotional issues. Exactly. We all got all stems from slavery. Exactly. But how fucking cool is it for you to accept that and spend the rest of your life building yourself back up to find out who you are who you at are. your highest fucking potential? Man. How cool is that shit? You get to do that in life? I get to accept all this shit, address it, Go to therapy if you need to. I went to therapy for shit. 16 weeks last year. And that's dope, bro. That's dope. Right? Best thing I ever did in my life. Accept it and think, like, look at the opportunity that you have mm-hmm. to just, like, people talk about LeBron. Now, I I, I hate some of LeBron antics on the court, right? <laughs> yeah. But as a, as, a, as a man, I respect that man to the right. utmost. Right, definitely. Sleeping on couches, putting together, then putting your own mans on, your mans that held yeah. you down, then sending them to school Ooh. to learn what they need to learn and start their business. Like, you can't say shit bad about LeBron as a person. I may talk okay. some shit on, the on, the, on, the, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, what, like, man to man, I respect that man because yeah. that's, that's the story. That's the dream. How do you get in that shit and create and make yourself to where now people is knocking down your door? to come work with you. Mm. And you ain't gonna wanna be at the door talking about uh this is a blacks only space. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> man. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. Well, I, I, like, are you serious? Did you see that this, this shit in Detroit? No. The party? No. And they and they charge white people more? No, I ain't see that. I ain't even hear that. So people of color tickets were ten dollars and white people tickets were well tw- non people of color tickets were twenty dollars. Right? There's a couple things we good at as black people, right? <laughs> Sports, entrepreneurship, acting. I mean, I say we good at a lot of shit. We good at damn near everything. You know what we not good at? Racism. Leave that, that shit, shit alone. Them. Right. Leave that shit alone. Leave that shit you, what? You would see white people be like, oh, they're going to try this 21 hours to take it cool. Knock down that whole fucking project. Uh, oh, my God. That's, that's fucking. No, nah, that's the, that's the stupidest <laughs> like, shit I've heard of, for real. You know what I'm saying? Leave yeah. that game to them people. Yeah. Like that's not our shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's because like, they let that shit go. They trying to let that shit yeah, go. Yeah, let that shit go for real. Holy shit! I, <laughs> you know, I just as crazy as that sounds, you, <laughs> like you, we trying to play that game back towards them. Like, bro, let the, we we let's put you can't put no energy into that, bro. You're gonna be losing. Nah. you could be building yourself instead of focusing on that. Let that shit, yeah, let that shit. Like, you got a better chance. Focus on that NBA shit. Don't, <laughs> don't think they got a 400 year head start in the racism game. Fact. We are not catching up you to that shit. You ain't catching up. Like, bro, let that, just let it go. Don't play that game. You just gotta get away. Right. Yeah, just get away. Get the fuck away. They playing the racism game here in America. You go overseas, they like, we love y'all niggas. Exactly. Come over here some more. You know what I'm saying? So, our thing is, like, we feel like we stuck. You know, we this, we that. We just need to get the fuck out. I, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey had it right. Out of all the, the, the black leaders and books I had, Marcus Garvey had it right. Get the, what, what we still here for? Right. People, even, even overseas, the way they build in Europe, like this whole smart home shit. So my vendor is based in Austria, right? Overseas, um, 
this is standard. Like builders and developers care. You see floor to ceiling windows. You see automatic shading. You see all this stuff. They care about the occupants. Mm-hmm. America's not built like that. America, mm-hmm. when look, when America was taken, hold on, because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, right, right. I feel um, when America was signed over, okay, to the banking systems, right, right, right. It began to it began to function mm-hmm. like a business, right. America is the only probably the only country with like that functions like it has a bottom line. So private jails and this and that and school to prison pipeline that's all part of the business structure. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because that's how America's ran. So you're not, you know, you're not gonna stop that. The, the best thing you could do is either find your best way to operate in it, or, or get, the fuck, get the fuck out of it. It's, it's you know a, what I mean? Solution based. Like, that's that's solution based. Yeah. Right ain't no ain't no point to be fucking bitching about it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. Man. So I don't know how. I can't get look. We can't get on one of these podcasts. We it always go from this entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I swear it do, it do for real. I be like, man, I ain't even playing on. I ain't even. This one even in my uh on my notebook. But since we hear shit, I'm gonna talk about it. But but yeah, that's man. how it happened, man. But yeah, but that's how it happened. <laughs> but before, before we wrap up, do you mind uh letting the people know where can they find you, contact you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah. So uh, my our website is Smart Home Solutions DMV Solutions with the S Home with no S. So Smart Home Solutions um, DMV. Email is info, I-N-F-O, at Smart Home Solutions DMV. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all that is at Smart Home Solutions DMV. Um, my personal uh, Twitter and Instagram are Jamil Hassan underscore. So J-A-M-E-E-L H-A-S-S-A-N underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, phone number locally, if you're in the DMV area and you need service for electrical, uh, Smart Home stuff, home theater, whatever, you can reach us at 301-685-1688. If it's during business hours or receptionist to pick up, if not, you can leave us a message and we'll get right back to you. Um, definitely appreciate the support from y'all. Yeah. Appreciate the support from everybody on social media, just even being interested in what I'm doing because it means a lot. Uh, and I'm sure y'all know when you're doing something mm-hmm. that really nobody else believes in in the beginning. Um, to be able to be praised and celebrated for it, you know, after you walk through a major storm, Mm-hmm. It's honestly better than money, I think. Right. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the feeling. And shout out to my man Josh too. Uh, Josh Plus is actually the first person that that incorporated into one of his projects. So um, I think we have like three or four projects going on right now. But mm-hmm. I honestly feel like without him and without us being able to make a way to incorporate it in this project, um, it probably wouldn't have taken off the way that it did. Yeah. So I just want to shout him out. Okay. Um, Josh too clutch on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. uh, Clutch Capital Properties. Capital. Another young brother out here, Brandon. Yeah. You know, so shout out to him. Because um, yeah, I'm supposed to I, each other, man. Yeah. Support your people. We talked about we talked about bringing him on. I know he said he had a couple more things he was trying to do before he came on. So yeah, definitely shout out to Josh for real. And yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, and, yeah, for and, sure. And before we close, we, sure. just, we we just want to say we appreciate you for taking time out your day, man, to give us some game and chop it up with us for real, man. This was a super definitely. super dope conversation, man. Yeah, I was excited about this one. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've been trying to do them because I get requests, and then it's like it always get lost. Yeah. But I'm trying to get more efficient now. Any yeah. business owner know, use the calendar. Like use, use the, the calendar, calendar. Yeah. for to real. your advantage before you wake up with 20 things to do and you don't know where Fact. to start. So 
Right, uh, right. I'm glad, man. I think some good things have come from this conversation. Yeah. I had some bullshit, but right, I'm right. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, we ready for whatever. Exactly, it is what exactly. it is. Yeah, man. We appreciate yeah, you, man. Thank I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. Like I said, we we gonna be in uh, DC soon, so I'm gonna definitely hit you up, bro. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, we definitely yeah. got linked up. Yeah, definitely for sure. Appreciate you, man. All right, that's all y'all. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. All right. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Jamil. Like you said, he gave out his information for all y'all who want to check him out. I feel like this is a super, super uh, dope episode. It's, it's almost an hour and a half. This is a lengthy episode, but it was a lot of game and a good conversation. And before we wrap up, for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, D. What's your, what's your you can uh, find info? me on Twitter at Deanna is Kent. Instagram, uh, Deanna Kent or Kent Real Estate. And if you haven't subscribed already, um, to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text message subscription, you can do so by texting at M Mindsets to eight one zero one zero. Again, that's at M Mindsets eight one zero one zero. And if you're interested in learning how to invest in real estate, you could book consultation with us at www.parkhillconsultingservices.com. And that's pretty much all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.